Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Positive Podcast. My name is Lauren Coletti. Thank you so much for joining me today. Beautiful people. I am not on here all the time anymore. I've been kind of doing interview episodes and doing my own thing, Um, but I wanted to come on here. I was (laughs) randomly inspired to do this episode because this is a topic that is kind of a hot button for a lot of people, obviously, the last couple of years, Um, but it is something that has existed for a millennia. And I think needs to be addressed, especially if we're talking sex positivity, there is such a thing as um, sexual or gendered privilege. And I'm going to be breaking this episode up into three parts, three parts that I feel somewhat educated to talk about, whether that be through um, curricula or academia, as I do have a master's degree. or just through my own personal experience. So a little backstory, and I am going to tread very carefully when I discuss privilege, because I'm aware I don't know all the answers. I am not a, um, a scholar when it comes to privilege. I do hold a master's degree. I went to other University, the School of Social Justice. So social justice was at the forefront of legitimately all of my courses. And I was, you know, forced to face some very disturbing things. And I think it was divine timing that I was being taught social justice in the time span from 2019 up until 2021, where social justice was at the center of mass media in the news constantly. And it was very frightening. And I had to face some challenging facts and things that I had done, whether it through being privileged in my own manner or just through ignorance. And I think that's something that's what inspired this podcast was just blatant ignorance and um, just blaming the oppressed by saying not all oppressors are X, Y, and Z. And it's just frustrating And as I said, I cannot speak to the experience of people that are trans, of people that are people of color. I am passing white, so I cannot speak about someone who is a person of color or is an indigenous person's experience because I have the privilege of never having had to experience that kind of discrimination or bias biases, excuse me. I can speak to being part of the LGBTQIA plus community as I do identify as a bisexual person. And I I don't even want to apologize. Um, last week was by visibility week, awareness week. Um, and I think it's a beautiful thing. And I'm sorry, not sorry if this episode offends anyone. Um, if whatever I say that I am offends you, then please just just tune out right now. Um, I cannot apologize for who I am anymore just because it makes people uncomfortable. If me identifying my sexual orientation as LGBTQ offends you or you tell me that 
labels aren't important. Well, you're right. Labels aren't important for some people, but for other people, they help bring a sense of community, of belonging, of collective understanding. And I think that's what I'm just trying to do with this episode is to just shed some light. And I think that we can all be good advocates and do the work, make a change by doing activist work or just speaking out about your experience, right? whatever group you wish to belong to, or maybe you don't wish to belong anywhere. And that is your personal right. But I think awareness and education and just speaking out and sharing your own experience with this stuff or your own struggles and challenges is a great place to begin. And I will admit, I do not have all the answers and I am truly sorry if I offend anyone but I just want to share what I've learned, whether that be through observation or books or my own experience. So today I'll be talking about white privilege, about straight privilege and about male privilege. And I am a cisgendered, identify as a woman. So again, I cannot speak to the male experience if you are a cis male or identify as a male. And I will be speaking in binary terms here just for simplicity's sake, but I do understand that gender is a spectrum. And I find it interesting that most people who get offended when women speak about male privilege are cis men. And I'm not here to convince you. I'm not here to convert you. I'm not here to step on anybody's toes, but I am allowed to have my opinion and it be different than yours. Just like you're allowed to have an opinion and it be different than mine. And I encourage, I encourage curiosity. I encourage varying viewpoints and opinions, but just please have some respect and just agree to disagree. You can't, um, I mean, you could, but it's really not helpful when you tell someone that women group men together because they hate men and they're radical, extreme feminists and yada, yada, yada. Of course, as with anything, it's nice to have that middle ground. It's nice to have that balance. But yes, anything in extremes is harmful. Um, Anything in extremes tends to do just the opposite. It tends to regress and not be helpful. Rather, it can tend to be destructive. But as I said, you cannot tell someone who has experienced oppression, discrimination, biases, judgment, stereotyping, that their opinion, that their experience isn't valid, that it's not real just because you don't see it that way. And I think that's what really motivated me to make today's episode. So I'd love to hear your successes, your struggles, your questions with this. Again, I'm not an expert by any means. I am just a human speaking about my human experience today. So proceed with caution, proceed with empathy, proceed with curiosity and open mind and compassion. That's all I ask. And let's jump into it. All right, we're going to start with male privilege. And I, like I said in the intro, I'm smiling because I just think it's so silly. It's so silly um, when people try to invalidate your experience or your viewpoint just because they don't they don't see it as such and what i mean by here is a lot of again binaries here and i'm sorry for the heteronormativity of my language but 
a lot of men will tell me as a woman, when you use the word toxic masculinity, you're grouping a bunch of men together, men that didn't even rape, men that have never assaulted someone, men, blah, 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 good men, not all men are shit. I know that. Trust me, I know that. I do not hate men just because I'm a friggin' feminist. And the fact that some people get so uptight and take this so personally as men makes me want to push them to challenge their own misogynistic and patriarchal views because these these things are so deeply embedded that they're so subconscious and it's hard to address them, but it's there. It's there because of gender roles. It's there because of inequality and if you want to tell me that racial inequality or oppression or white privilege male privilege doesn't exist well you can continue being in your own bubble living in an imaginary world unfortunately it is very much real we see this every day with the staggering rates of domestic violence and sexual assault that is committed every day against women now When I say this, I know that men can be uh, victims of domestic and sexual violence. I am very aware of that. I'm not there to try to challenge that. And I'm here to validate if you are a male and you have experienced abuse or interpersonal violence. I can't apologize on behalf of all women, but I can say that I'm sorry you had to go through that experience. And me talking about violence against women doesn't make that any less valid or real. Okay. It's important to separate these things. And as a man, if you're listening, I wonder what does gender equality mean to you? Because while fairness is a valuable goal, equality for equality's sake isn't nearly as important as justice for liberation's sake. And by naming the problem, I'm not saying that just because you are a man, you are part of the problem or you are the problem. I'm just saying there could be more that we could be doing to raise awareness and take steps towards the right direction. And as an example, if you have male friends and they make jokes about, oh, well, that girl's a bitch or, oh, she's easy or, oh, that girl is such a slut, like that literally the language, the linguistics behind our everyday terminology is, is a problem in itself. So I'm just inviting you to consider the impact of this privilege on your life. And I am encouraging you to talk about it, to tell your friends to stop so that we can make a collective change for the sake of of your moms, your sisters, your cousins, your girlfriends, and as a community. So I don't have to talk about research or the statistics, but it's pretty obvious that throughout history in a hierarchical term that men have been placed at the top. Men consistently achieve, succeed, and benefit at the expense of every other gender, trans people included. This is what male privilege is. And this hurts everyone because it is requiring us to conform to the norms of masculinity. If toxic masculinity doesn't fit with you, it doesn't resonate with you, then we can let go of that term. But we can all agree that there are societal norms 
of these gender roles that we're expected to fit into. And this doesn't have to just be behaviorally, right? It could also be physically. We see this all the time. Men have to be quote unquote tall. Men have to be strong. Men can't show emotions. Men have to work uh, white collar jobs. Men have to X, Y, and Z. And the same goes for women. And unfortunately, sometimes the people that promote this are women. I have had so many friends that say, I won't date a man unless he's six foot tall. And I'm not going to lie and say a lot of women don't suck. But guess what? A lot of men suck too. A lot of people in between suck. A lot of people suck. Doesn't matter their gender. However, you don't have to be a bad person to benefit from male privilege. And recognizing your privilege doesn't mean saying you don't deserve good things. We've all heard this before. That's the idea that only real men are the ones who drive expensive cars, who solely value sports, who drink beer every night, who don't need support. And you probably also know that no one completely fits into this narrow box of masculinity and that our society is unforgiving towards people who don't fit what they're quote unquote supposed to be. So we have to face the ways that traditional masculinity is rewarded with the privilege in order to liberate everyone from the painful trap of society's oppressive boxes. And this isn't to guilt you if you're a quote-unquote man. I think that's where so many people get confused or get offended and shut down that they think, oh, because I'm a man, because I'm white, because I'm straight, I'm supposed to feel guilty and repent for what my ancestors have done before me. And then it becomes this judgment. And then we blame the other side. But once you understand that these often invisible perks that we don't even recognize aren't available to everyone, you can see why addressing privilege means recognizing that people of all genders deserve equal access to basic respect for our humanity. And there's more that I'll say about this towards the end or in future episodes, because I think I'm going to break this down into a series of three, male, white, and straight privilege. But for now, I'll just say that I am so happy you're listening to this today. I'm so glad you're taking a step just towards insight, just just towards gaining that self-study, that self-inquiry. And by doing so, by being inquisitive, we can make a change. So I invite you to share this with other boys and men and women and everyone in your life. So without further ado, I'm going to name some examples of male privilege in the United States because I cannot speak to people that live in um, Asia, Australia, Africa, Europe, South America. I can only speak from America, from the States point of view because I live in the States so that we can make the change that we all deserve, that you deserve, that your friends and your family deserve. So if you're still on edge and thinking, oh, this bitch is crazy, (laughs) I'm going to say some examples, some norms that you might have not even realized. 
One, you can dominate conversations without being judged. Women are perceived as too talkative even when they're speaking less with studies showing that women need to make up 60 to 80% of a group to have equal time in a conversation. (laughs) Two, you're less likely to be interrupted when you speak. Studies also show that of men and women, both interrupted women more than men. Three, you're not automatically assumed to not know what you're talking about or be subjected to mansplaining. Don't get me started on mansplaining. Four, common vocabulary favors your gender as the default with language like mankind and dictionary definitions of word created by men. God is a he. Okay. (laughs) That's why Ariana Grande's song, God is a Woman, was so revolutionary. Five, you're subject to less scrutiny for the ways you speak. When people criticize vocal fry, for example, they're more likely to point out when women who do it, when women do it, and ignore men's vocal fry. (laughs) A new term I learned. Six, love this one. You're not expected to swear less, apologize more, or other supposedly ladylike behaviors that reflect stereotypes of your gender being submissive. Mm. Even the, the terms like, don't be a pussy. So problematic. So degrading, first of all. Vaginas are fucking awesome. But it's interesting because with this one, even people of the same gender, even women can subscribe to these um, stereotypes, these gender norms, these roles. My mom, for example, always have to act like a lady. Can't walk outside in my pajamas, but our neighbor, who's a man can, no worries. He's a man, he's allowed to. I can't curse, it's it's not being ladylike. I'm gonna turn all my future husbands off. So I'm not saying that this is only perpetrated by men. When people subscribe to this, just people, it's so pervasive. Okay, let's continue. You're not expected to step aside if someone of another gender is walking in your path. The over-apologizing of just the sisterhood, my sister community. I just notice all the time over-apologizing Eight, societal norms allow you to take up more physical space. This sucks. See, this, this all sucks on both sides, right? Men are expected to be big. And if you're not big, if you're small, then you're put down. And as women, if you're not small and petite and taking up almost zero to no space, you're not considered desirable. It's just so unfortunate. Nine, perceptions of how much your gender is represented skew in your favor. When a group is compromised of 17% women, men think it's 50-50, and at 33%, men believe women are the majority. Oh, I love this one. You're less likely to have strangers expect you to smile. It's so common for women that it sparked a widely praised art project called Stops Telling Women to Smile. I doubt that... um, 
if you know you're a quote unquote man, that anyone has ever stopped you in the grocery store to tell you, oh, just honey, smile. You'd be so pretty if you smiled. Also, another one related to appearance, uh, you can forego regular grooming, right? Uh, no shave November. Imagine no shave November was, oh, girls, let's just not shave our pussies for a whole month. You know how many friggin' like, ugh, I can't, I'm getting so wired up. You know how many women would be dumped if they didn't fucking shave their vaginas, their vulvas, for an entire month? Or people judge you for not keeping up with your gender's expectations, like shaving our legs. You know how many men have commented that I don't shave my legs? And we can even reframe this from male privilege to just gender expectations. It's on both sides. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist for men that they're not expected to have six-pack abs or whatever the fuck. But... I even heard, I was listening to a podcast and they made a good point how in Disney movies, we're literally conditioning, we're um, ingraining this in our children or young people's heads that the female characters always look like princesses, right? And then the men are always looking like potatoes. And it's just always placed this expectation on women to look beautiful 24 seven, to be selfie ready. And I I do admit that I think that is, um, especially nowadays with social media, it's on both sides, right? The sometimes the criticisms of other women, quote unquote, are really hurtful. And that just the competition between our fellow sisters on the internet is so toxic. Just another one, a fun one, because I was um, doing research for this. I found that the whole pocket thing. You can buy comfortable clothes designed for your gender that have pockets you can actually use because clothes meant for women, air quotes, are often focused on being slimming. So we get pockets just for decoration. (laughs) Look at that. Wouldn't want to look any bigger than we actually are. Eye roll. Oh, this one I love because this one I've experienced firsthand. You can buy a car without salespeople assuming you can be taken advantage of. Chances are you'll be offered a better price than a woman. Because women are just assumed to be uneducated on sales and on cars. I fucking love cars, by the way. Also, if you're excluded from mainstream culture, you can find community in outsider or counterculture groups like nerd communities without being excluded because of your gender or even gaming, video gaming, which I don't do. So I can't speak to that, but that was just something that I heard and um, was interesting. Also wrapping up here, you can get praise for ordinary parental duties, like being a single father. Oh my God. How great of you. While mothers are simply expected to do the same and even criticized for single motherhood. Mm. You're not said to be going against your own gender's natural instinct or your role in society by not having kids. Maybe you can be outgoing and open about your choices without people calling you an attention seeker. You can also enjoy traditionally masculine hobbies like sports without people just saying you're doing it to impress men. 
<laughs> like when I used to watch basketball. Oh, you're just trying to impress me. Like, no, I just liked basketball for some reason. I'd shoot me. And let's end on sex and relationship examples, shall we? You're more likely to be congratulated for having lots of sex rather than slut shamed. You're not judged as a slut, even for things unrelated to your sex life, like talking about sex. Hmm. I talk about sex and people automatically assume I'm obsessed with sex. Or when you don't want to have sex, you're not judged as a prude. You're not taught that your sexuality exists only for the other or stigmatized for masturbating. The media, popular sex advice and normative definitions of sex focus on your pleasure, especially if you're cisgender. Also, schools, religion, don't treat your gender as more dirty for losing your virginity. Also, most pornography is made with your gender in mind, and it creates some pretty damaging ideas about women and other genders. You can make changes to your appearance without assumptions that you're doing it for men. Will you shave all your hair off? Oh, are you gay now? Hmm. Products like Viagra. Hmm. This is normalized for men, even congratulated. There is far less support for helping women to continue being sexual beings as they age. Right? And if you're in a relationship with someone of another gender, you're not expected to do more emotional labor in the relationship. So don't even get me started on harassment and violence. You're less likely to be stalked. You're less likely to be the victim of revenge porn. You're less likely to be raped, especially if you never go to prison. So lastly, I will end with my sigh. (laughs) I don't know how to end this quite honestly. I'm just kind of like irritated because we've all heard this, right? It's not just me. It's not just me being up on my pedestal, on my soapbox as a feminist, as an angry woman. If you're a man, you can age naturally without being judged for letting yourself go. You are considered to be finer with age. You're under less pressure to be thin, right? In movies, we all see the fat guy with the thin woman who's a model. But for some reason, when someone's in a bigger body that is a woman, people give looks when they're with someone that's thin in a thin body. Even doctors take you more seriously when you tell their symptoms. You can have natural body hair. And just in media, in so many politics and the law, like workplace and economy. So again, I'll preface this. Cis men have privilege whether it's in education and not having kids in religion, especially religion. They have privilege, but guess what? I also have privilege and I'm a woman because I am white. And maybe you are a white woman who is straight, 
It's not to demonize us for having privilege. Maybe you're a white man who isn't straight. But we have to, no matter what you are, who you are, where you're coming from, we cannot deny it. And I can tell you these things, but if you want to reject them, you're going to, if you want to be closed-minded, if you feel attacked. I'm not trying to attack anyone. I'm simply trying to educate. Male privilege is real. But intersectionality is also real. And this means that it looks different for different men. Examples of male privilege demonstrate how the patriarchy shows up, but they are not representations of every man's life at every moment. They aren't things that only men have experienced. It's just more likely that you'll get these benefits if you're a man because they're supported by the system of patriarchy. And I can give you a list, but it's not a comprehensive explanation of what privilege really means. So I just want to wrap up and end by being clear about a few important things. Since patriarchy does not exist in a vacuum, there are other systems of oppression that affect different men differently. A man walking alone at night generally has the privilege of not being targeted for gender-based violence. But a man of color may have to worry about being targeted for racist violence. A mentally ill man could be targeted for police brutality. A gay man could be the target of homophobic violence. So these examples don't invalidate the existence of male privilege which are benefits denied to people who aren't men due to their gender. But they show why the context of intersectionality, which is how different forms of systemic oppression intersect, matters. It is also important to note that many conversations and research studies on gender privilege tend to be based on an inaccurate cissex binary that assume there's only two genders, male and female. So in other words, we tend to think of male privilege as what men experience as opposed to what women experience. But the truth is, everything we're taught about how we can determine people's gender at birth and categorize everyone as a man or a woman is wrong. For example, non-binary, agender, and intersex people are outside of the gender binary of men or women and transgender women who are treated like quote unquote men aren't experiencing male privilege. Mm-mm. These realities complicate examples from research on gender oppression, which unfortunately tend to refer only to cis men and women. So what can we do, right? We have the examples now. We have the basics. We know binary language exists. There is a real magnitude of complexities when it comes to gender-based oppression. But it's all operating underneath the larger system of patriarchy that's maintained every day. Just simply by not talking about it or by turning a blind eye or by pretending it doesn't exist. 
So this is the world we're living in. Inequality from casual interactions to deeply entrenched gender norms creating social, legal, and health consequences for people who aren't men. And this isn't man versus woman. Again, I will reiterate that. So what can we do? One, I just want to start with something simple. I'm not going to tell you donate $500 million to the Center for Reproductive Rights. Although if you want to donate to the Human Rights Campaign, that's a good place to start. We have to self-examine and analyze our own language and our own behaviors. And I am not saying I am perfect. I'm not up on a pedestal on a mountain preaching this and pretending I'm perfect. I fuck up. I'm not perfect. I'm human. I slip. And then I have to correct myself and be willing to admit to myself that I might have said or done something that was hurtful or harmful or not very kind. So by building awareness... We can notice how we contribute to these harmful cultural norms. We can read up, educate ourselves, become a strong advocate, do some activist work, tell a friend, share this podcast, watch a video on an opinion you don't agree with, and support Support, support your fellow humans doing this deeply impactful work. I love the Instagram account Feminist. They always tag powerful voices in the world of gender and inequality and privilege. So just be willing to admit you can be wrong sometimes. Even this podcast, I started with this sort of superior, um, like righteous attitude because of something said, someone said that ticked me off. But just be willing to observe. As I always say, just be mindful, be willing to entertain different opinions and respect other people's values, even if it's different from your own. Okay, my loves. I can't believe I thought I was going to get to all three components. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. And I will do future episodes on straight and white privilege. I guess I kind of have to see what kind of uh, feedback this generates. So I will prepare myself. And just, again, I'll end this. We have to all be willing to do better. Man, woman, trans, gay, asexual, intersex. You're all welcome here. I love and support you. I thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to like, rate, subscribe, and share. I have a fun new sponsor coming to the show. I'm excited to share that with y'all. And some good, a very good episode coming out next week on childhood sexual abuse and how we can grow up and heal and thrive after our sexual trauma. So stay tuned, my loves. I'm so excited you're here with me today. I'd love it if you followed and reached out to me on Instagram. I love chatting with y'all. And again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all of your support. I'm sending you loads and loads of light and love. And I hope you have a great day. 